Well, you know, as we get ready to embark on another year, it feels like another journey. I laughed the other night because I was thinking the same thing that my brother Steve said. He said last year felt like five or six years in one year. How many of you can agree to that? I felt like last year felt like it was 10 years. Amen. I was trying to think back and relocate what happened last year, and it just felt like those things happened so long ago. But we are done with last year. It is gone. It is in the past. Leave the past where it is. Amen. Only look back if you're going to learn something for the future. Amen, somebody. Only look back if you're going to learn something for the future. But we are embarking on another journey. And on this first Sunday, what I'd like to talk to you about is simply things to remember on your journey. Amen, somebody. Things to remember on your journey. Would you type that in the chat room for me? Things to remember on your journey. And let's jump to the word of the Lord. And I'm going to read from the book of Acts chapter 27, verse number 23. And uh, then I'm going to jump ahead to Acts chapter 27, verse 31. Amen. And the word of the Lord says this. And Paul the Apostle is uh, talking here. And he says, last night, an angel of God to whom I belong. I want you all to pay attention to the word in there, y'all. An angel of God to whom I belong, to whom I serve, stood beside me. And said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men. For I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. So Paul is about to be shipwrecked here. And, you, you know, we're going to talk about that in a minute. Let's jump ahead to Acts chapter 27, 31. Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay in with the ship, you cannot be saved. Unless they do what? Stay. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You need to type that in the chat room. Stay on the ship, right? Unless they do that, they won't be saved. And so he said, uh, so the soldiers cut the ropes that held the lifeboat and let it drift away. And just before uh, dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, you have been in constant suspense. Anybody ever been anxious? You ever been in suspense? Don't, the, don't the, 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 the weight worry you more than the actual thing? Sometimes it's the, it's, it's the not knowing. Right? It's the not knowing that affects you. And so the Bible says that he told him, he said, you've been in suspense for 14 days. In other words, they were wondering if they're going to live or die. This is not like suspense wondering if you're going to get a new car or if you're going to get approved for the loan. This is wondering, will I ever live again? And he said, you've been worried to the point where you've gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you, take up some food, right? Uh, 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 now I urge you, take up some food. You need it to survive. In other words, you're going to kill yourself if you don't eat. 
Have you ever had a problem that is threatening to kill you, but you start killing yourself before the problem did it? Come on, somebody. That's what worry does. You know, I remember, you know, this is a sidebar right here. Remember Elijah? Elijah was running from Jezebel because she was threatening to do what? Kill him. And he got so depressed that he wanted to, but he kept running from her. If you want to die, Elijah, just hang around and let her come through. She going to do the job. But because of what she said and the suspense of what is going to happen beyond that, he got depressed to the point where he felt like just giving up. And these men felt the same way. And uh, the, the Bible says that he said, eat some food. Don't forget to take care of yourself because it ain't over until God says it's over, right? He says, I heard you take up some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. After he said this, he took up some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them. And then he broke it and began to eat. And they were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. All together, they were, watch this, y'all. You think this is a small boat. You think there were 10 people on this boat. You think there were 25. No, there was about 50 people with Paul. No, 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 75. No, this is 100 and something. No, this is 276 people on a boat. Why is that important? Because this is no small vessel. This is a big vessel carrying cargo and people. Amen? And this boat is in trouble. And so he says, altogether, 276 of us on board. And when they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened up uh, the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. I want to stop right there. Let's pray together. Father, your word is blessed. And I thank you for your people that are watching online. And I thank you for every volunteer in the house today. Father, I just pray that you would use your word to bless us and cause us to be uh, transformed and, and re-energized and uh, uh, just everything that we would need to approach this new year. As we talk about things to remember on the journey, God, there's so many things that we often forget, but I know today you're going to remind us of a few of them. And I pray that we would take it to heart. And not just let this be a good word and we just be hearers of the word. But like your word says, become doers of the word. For that is where we see the benefit of it when we put it into practice. I thank you for who you are in the name of Jesus. Amen. Just some context so that you could understand what's happening here. This is one of the uh, craziest stories in the Bible that you'll read. Very detailed to the point where historians say the accuracy of Luke's writing here about the weather and the, the sailing conditions in that region is so accurate that even today when you sail, these things can, can be witnessed. Amen. And so the Bible says that God had told Paul that he would stand trial before Caesar a while back before this and that he would be arrested and brought before Caesar. And the reason he would be arrested and brought before Caesar is so that when he states his case, he would preach the gospel in Rome. And God told him that would happen. That was a while ago. 
But how many of you know the God we serve, when he says something, he's going to do it. And the Bible says that the time came that Paul was a prisoner. And as he was a prisoner, he was put into uh, custody and held by a centurion by the name of Julius. Somebody say Julius. Now Julius, somehow, we, don't, we, we weren't told much about him, but he was very nice to Paul. It's probably because people, when they hear Paul's story and, and hear about Paul, they, they, they believe this is a man really that has a divine connection. Or maybe Julius is just a nice police officer. Amen. We don't know, but he was very nice to Paul that he, he, when he was taking Paul, the Bible says they were about to head to Italy. And as they were about to head to Italy, they made the, the ship sailed. There's a bunch of prisoners that the centurion is in charge of, Paul being one of them, and a bunch of people traveling and men who work the ship. As they boarded the first, the, the first trip, they made a first stop to a place called Fair Haven. As they stopped there, the Bible says Julius was so nice that he allowed Paul to go meet with some of his friends so that they could minister to him and take care of his needs. This is a good police officer. Amen. Ain't too many officers would allow you off the, the New York correction bus to go hang out with your friends when they driving you. <laughs> Amen. And so, Paul, because you know, you know what will happen, right? We ain't going back. I mean, not we. I don't, I don't, amen. Hallelujah. Lord, no, amen. But, uh, <laughs> but Paul, Paul he, he saw something in Paul that Paul was in prison, but Paul knew that even though he was in prison, his prison was on a mission. Like he knew his captivity was not something that the enemy was putting on him. He knew God was with him in that and God was going to bring his purposes out even in captivity. Come on, somebody. That's the God we serve. So Paul wasn't on the run. Paul visited his friends and came right back. When they came right back to the boat, they were getting ready to move over to Crete to, because they decided where the boat was ported that it's not a good place. And the Bible says, Paul stood up and he said to the men on the ship, and he told Julius the centurion, he said, we should not board and go on this trip because I see that if you go on this trip, a, a storm will arise. And he basically told them that everything that was going to happen to them was going to happen. Now, you know, people can respect you, but that don't mean because they respect you, they always listen to you. And so even though Julius respected him, he ain't listened to Paul. Sometimes people respect the preacher, but it don't mean they listen to the preacher. And can I get a Amen. hallelujah? Amen. And so the man instead listened to, and rightfully, I understand why Julius did it. He listened to the captain of the ship. The captain of the ship said, man, we can make this. We got some nice wind blowing here. We can get there before any storm arise and we can do this. And so the captain told him that with confidence. And so uh, uh, Paul said, I'm going to, you know, do, do you, Julius said, do you listen to the preacher who's arrested or do you listen to the captain of the boat? A lot of people ain't going to want to listen to an arrested preacher. And so he listened to the captain of the boat, and as they began to set sail, there were some nice winds, but the Bible said that soon as they started sailing for a little bit, the Bible says a nor'easter 
begun to arose and hurricane proportion winds begun to blow this boat and sail it all over. And these men fought to keep this boat afloat as much as they can. But the winds were so strong, right? That the Bible says they quit trying to go against it because they realize they are fighting a battle they can't win. So they allowed the winds to just carry the boat adrift. It got so bad that they, they, they even tied the boat up in the front. They dropped ropes and tied the actual boat up because the waters were beating so bad at the boat that they figured this boat is going to crack open. And so the boat began to drift and sail and go into other regions. Not only that, the Bible tells you this. The Bible tells you that it was so bad that... Uh, uh, the storm covered the sun and the stars. Now, why is that important to anyone who navigates? This isn't a time. Nowadays, if you get on a boat, there's GPS. There's all type of tracking devices. You know, you get on a boat today, you, you, you pretty much don't really have to worry. Amen. But th back then, there was no navigation devices. Do you know how sailors navigated? They needed the stars. And so when the storms came, it blocked out the stars totally and the sun. So now they don't, they're not going towards the direction they were supposed to. They're being tossed all over in the water and they have no idea where they're located. And this storm would not stop. It just keeps beating and beating against them, beating and beating against them. And these men begun to think that they were going to die. And as they thought they were going to die, hallelujah, the Apostle Paul was on the boat. It's always interesting who you have on the boat with you. And I want to make a couple points from this story real quick. Number one, my first point to you today, that you must remember on your journey, take this in your, your pocket, keep it wherever you go. Listen to me. God is a promise keeper. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. Write that in the chat room for me. God is a promise keeper. If God said something to you, it doesn't matter how long or what the process is, if he spoke it, he is going to bring it to pass. Paul stood up in confidence and told these men, that God said he's going to bring me before Caesar. So the reason you can't die is because I can't die. Come on, somebody. The reason this boat cannot sink, the reason this storm is lying, the reason this situation is not going to overtake us is because one reason, God made a promise. And I want you to know today that are watching me, there are so many promises that God has made to those who love him. And I want you to know how, notice how Paul spoke in the beginning of the chapter when he got up and he spoke to them. He said, an angel of God whom I serve in other words I don't know what you other men on this boat serve I don't know who you other men pray to 
but there's a God who I pray to, who I serve, and who I belong to. In other words, my life is not my own. And so if he spoke a thing over me, it's going to happen. Whatever comes your way this year, I want you to remember that God is a promise keeper. And if he said something, he's going to bring it to pass. And if God says there's nothing that can separate you from his love, you can expect to receive his love every day of this year. If God says every day, Grace and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life and you will dwell in the house of that you can count on it that every day there's new mercies available. There's new grace available. You messed up yesterday. Remember the next day you don't have to wallow over that and hold on to that. You can let go of what yesterday was and you can have new mercies every day this year. Those are his promises to you. Our God is a good God, amen? Here's the second thing I want you to remember. The second thing I want you to remember, I want you to think about this for a minute. There was no stars, no sky, no sun for them to see. They were totally lost. They were not aware of where they were physically located. You might be watching me. You know where you're physically located. Thank God, amen? It's good to know where you are. When you don't know where you are, you're in trouble. But not only were they lost physically, they were lost mentally. When a sailor gives up on the water, that means he's tried everything. And when the sailors have gotten to the point that they're not eating and the boat is filled with grain, they're not eating, they have come to a place where they have given up. So they're lost physically and they're lost mentally. They have lost their appetite. That means their emotions are gone. That means there's nothing but anxiety in there. Yet the Bible says this. Even though they are lost, the Bible says this. That Paul said to them, an angel of the Lord came to me last night. Here's my point. They are lost, but God sent somebody to pinpoint exactly where they were. Somebody need to see that today. God sends the angel exactly on the boat. In other words, sometimes, listen to this, you might be off course, but never lost. Oh my gosh. Who am I preaching to today? Who am I talking to, Church City? Sometimes you might be off course. In other words, I don't, I, I, I'm a little shaken right now. I, 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 I'm trying to find my balance in life right now. But even though you might be lost in your mind, there's a God who hasn't lost you. Hallelujah. He's still holding you in his hands. And I want you to remember that this year. That if this year there are times you become off course, remember there's a God that knows exactly where you are. And I just believe, the Bible didn't say this, but just knowing the character of Paul, at some point he prayed on that boat. And when he prayed, that is a, a direct satellite signal to heaven. Hallelujah. And heaven is able to pinpoint you when you call on God. And the Bible says that the angel came and stood next to him. Listen, you might be confused about where you are, but God knows exactly where you are. And not only that, 
he went as far as not just saying I know where you are but I'm sending a messenger an angel is a messenger I'm gonna send a voice to you and I'm going to send a voice to you so that you can now become a voice to those on the boat let me tell you something when believers are on a boat and the rest of the boat is panicking we ought to be a different voice come on somebody we we've got to put into practice to speak different too many times we speak the same as 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 the situation would dictate to us sometimes you got to look at the situation and and this is not name it claim it blab it grab it say something and you have power to make it come to pass this is just simply standing confident in God that God is able to be bigger than every situation that comes against you and you've got to speak about a big God instead of a big problem and watch this here's another point I want you to remember this year everybody needs a godly voice of encouragement in your life this year you need to be listen to me y'all those watching online those in the building listen to me carefully many of us are not intentional about the voices we let in we let any and every person speak to us from social media we follow any and everybody and those people are voices in your life from Facebook to Instagram to TikTok, you're watching tons of strangers you don't even know and they're speaking into you. They don't know nothing about you and you allow the voices in your life. And many people just live, you got friends at work, friends, people you meet with, podcasts, this, everything, everywhere there's a voice. There, there's not a place you could go in this world and not hear somebody talking. It's so bad that human beings don't even know how to sit in silence anymore. They get, they get panicky. Why is there no sound? Something got to be playing or talking from the music to the movies. Sit at home. Can't go to sleep at night without watching something before you fall asleep. Something's got to speak into you before you sleep. Then you start getting bugged out dreams wondering why you were eating pizza and running down somebody down a dark alley at the same time. Come on, so, <laughs> amen, you were watching Batman while eating pizza the night before, <laughs> amen, and so, so my point is this, the one thing we're not intentional about is making sure there's godly voices in our lives. Let me tell you something, a godly voice can turn a whole perspective around, it can lift the spirit it can cause your mind to overpower what's trying to discourage your mind. And I think too often times we don't, we're not intentional about making friends with believers. We, we, we are dominant in the world and we allow all the world's voices to flood our minds. This, year's, this year, I want you to be intentional about making godly friends, people who are going to speak the word of God into your life. Be intentional about listening to, 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 to the word of God preach. Be intentional about people who are going to speak into your life. And notice the key word there, intentional means that you have to say, I want this in my life. Because when the storm hits, you, I promise you, when you get off course and you feel lost, 
and you have no voice, you're probably going to brace yourself to quit life. But Paul stood up and Paul said to them, he told, he told them first, he said, first of all, I told y'all not to leave. Now, he wasn't doing that to be mean, but he was trying to tell them, I know what I'm saying. And I told you all this would happen. So I'm hoping what I say now, you would listen to. And Paul begun to speak. And the Bible says that he told them, you're not going to die because I belong to God. And he told me last night by an angel that I'm going to go. And as a result, not one of you will die. Now, here's what I want you all to do. Start eating some of the grain before you throw it out. Fix yourself up because you're going to need energy. The ship will run aground, but not one of you will die. Come on, somebody. I want you to know that that word of encouragement from Paul caused that whole boat to re-energize that they will not die. Come on, somebody. You can be a voice to somebody this year. You can be a voice that changes somebody's life. Speak different. Don't speak what the situation is trying to get you to accept. Speak different. God is for me. God is not going to leave me nor forsake me. God sees me. God made promises to me. God is going to keep. Who am I talking to today? God said that he's, he promised me that he's going to save me and my entire household. God said that I'm the head and not the tail. God said he's a way maker. God said he's a preserver and a keeper. And I choose to trust him. And lastly, I want to say this to you today. Right after that, when they ate, they begun to throw all of the cargo off the boat. It's interesting because I just want to tell you this. The cargo was their money. The cargo was their money. It's interesting when the storms of life hit, how much the cargo... Don't mean a thing. To the point where the cargo is actually sinking you. <laughs> now you need money and you need stuff to live. It's not a bad thing. But don't let your focus this year be the cargo. Let it be the destination. Come on, somebody. And live and enjoy every moment of this year. Come on, somebody. Come on, make up your mind right now that every day I'm going to enjoy. Every day I'm going to give God praise. Every day I wake up, I'm going to be content. Every day I know that God is for me. Here's my last thing I want you to remember. There were some folks that were on this boat. Now, let me explain what's happening on a boat, right? Running aground means that your boat is going to hit land. You don't want to do that when winds or, or if you're going at top speeds. Especially back then with the material these boats were made out of. This is made out of wood. And so running aground means this boat, the bottom of it, is going to hit some type of land. 
And if it hits it, if the impact is hard, it can crack the boat immediately. And after cracking it, of course, you know, water begins to flood it and it will sink it. God told them that they're going to have to run aground, but it's going to be on a shore. Now, if there's any place you want to run aground, it's the shore because you got a chance to swim or a chance to break a piece of the boat and plank your way in. <laughs> Amen. And there's lifeboats on the boat. The Bible tells you that there are certain lifeboats that they, they keep on the boat. This is a big boat, y'all. When you read Paul was shipwrecked, you think some little boat he cracked in in a canoe. No, this is a big boat. And the Bible says that some of the men, after Paul was telling them, listen, you're not going to die, some of them said, all right. And they took one of the lifeboats and they begun to lower it in the back. And they acted like they were, you know, not doing something wrong. But their thoughts were, amen. We going to get in this lifeboat because this big boat about to, to sink. And we out. We going to paddle because they were seeing land. But here's the problem. They begun to measure how far they were from the ground. So the Bible says they dropped uh, whatever their measuring tool was. And first they saw they were 120 feet from ground. Then they dropped again and they saw they were 90 feet. And then they didn't want to get dashed against the rocks. So they dropped four anchors. And some of the men said, we out. This is it right here. And Paul got up and said, if those men leave, ain't nobody getting saved. They're going to die. Tell them to stay on the, on the boat. Stay on the ship. Here's my point to you. There's a lot of people this year, the storms will come and they'll try to make you get off the boat. What boat am I talking about? I'm talking about the boat of Christianity. Your walk with the Lord. I'm telling you this. If you leave the boat, there is no salvation available for you. There is no saving. If you leave God's grace, you're in trouble. And I want you to remember this, no matter how tough it gets on this journey this year, stay on the ship. And God says that I'm going to bring you to a place where not one of you will be. The Bible says it like this, not one of the hair on your head will be lost. That's what Paul said. And the Bible says that they stayed on the boat. They, <laughs> when, they, when they were told that, they cut the, 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 the line and let the other boat sail away and they stayed on the boat. And the Bible says when it cleared, just like God said, they saw a shore and the boat came into a ground and begun to water, be, it crashed and water begun to fill it up. And some of the men said, let's kill all the prisoners so they don't escape. But Julius stepped up and said, no, we're not killing these prisoners. And they told them, no, y'all sailing. And those who can't sail in, swimming. And those who can't swim in, planking. And the Bible says that 276 men made it to shore safely. Why? Because God is a promise keeper.
Because if you're off course, it doesn't mean you're lost. It's because if you, hallelujah, stay in the ship, God is going to keep you to where he promised to take you today. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. That's my word for you today. And, of course, the biggest thing on that boat was Brother Paul with a word of encouragement. I want to encourage you this first day of the year as you're watching me today. You might not know Jesus. That is your first step to come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Or you might be watching today and you might be feeling, I'm totally lost. Pastor, I got financial situations. I got health issues. I got so many things that's burdening my life right now. That there are no stars and no sun shining over me. And this dark cloud just is looming and looming. And I've lost my way. But I want you to know that you might be off course, but you're not lost. There's a God who knows exactly where you are. And if you call on him, he'll send a message for you. As a matter of fact, I believe that's what he's doing right now. He's sending you a message to, to let you know that he loves you today. And your first step is to ask Christ into your heart. If you've done that and you're still feeling confused, I came to remind you that God is not slow to keeping his promises. He can keep his promise and he will. If you trust and believe him today, he'll keep it. And the God that we serve always has a word you know paul ended up going to preach this gospel in rome god kept him that wasn't his final destiny y'all where they landed was a place called malta not the malta you drink yeah and when he got there the bible says as he was sitting around by the fire guess what a snake bit him and all the people looked at him and thought he was gonna die they were waiting they said at any minute now he's gonna swell up and die Paul shook the snake off. They thought he was a murderer. When the snake bit him, this is what the Bible says. When the snake bit him, they said he must be a murderer and God is punishing him. So he's going to die. Then when he shook the snake off and didn't die, they said he must be a God. <laughs> Let me tell you, when you live for God, God is a keeper. And I'm not telling you go out there and look for trouble. But I am telling you that when trouble hits you and you didn't look for it, there's a God who is able. You didn't ask to be where you are and you want to get out of it. God will, he will get you out of it. If you trust in his promises today, can I pray with you today? If you're watching and you've never asked Christ into your heart, pray this with me. Say, Father God, forgive me of every sin and I ask you to come into my heart and wash me in your blood. I thank you that you died that I may live and you rose that I may live. Your promises are for me. You are for me and you will keep me and you won't forsake me. And I thank you, Lord, that from today I'm yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to pray for anybody that's going through anything this year. And I want to pray for your, your families and your homes. I know it's tough when you're kind of watching at home, especially if you've got children and all that and they want to run around. But 
as best as you can, grab hold of them right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every family and every person watching. And I pray that you'd bless them today. And whatever's trying to, whatever winds of life is blowing and trying to set them adrift, remind them whose they are and who they serve and who they belong to. That's what Paul said. Remind them that you are with them and you will never leave them nor forsake them. Remind them that you, God, in the middle of the storm, you're right there. And God, your GPS is always tracking us. We can never go off radar. Father, oh, I praise you just for that. I praise you that, God, you know my concerns. You know my worries and my hang-ups today. You know my fears. You know my trials. You know my tribulations. And I lay them all at your feet and I ask that you would take all my burdens and exchange them for your joy. I'm trading my sorrows for the joy of the Lord. And in 2022, God, I pray that this would be a victorious and prosperous year. A year of good health. A year of God unexpected miracles. A year of open doors. A year where you, Father, would take us to another level in you. In Jesus' mighty name. The song says you're a good, good father. Hallelujah. 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 He's a good, good father. Hallelujah. And he's perfect in all his ways. Hallelujah. As we get ready to leave you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're a good, good. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. Hallelujah. It's who you are. Hallelujah. It's who you are. right in your living room sing that with your family sing that over your children come on sing that just worship the lord in your living room starting at 7 p.m. Monday night and we'll be fasting all of the information on what type of fast is on our website and um, remember it's the heart of what you do and we want to ask you to join us amen also I just want to thank everybody that sold into Church City last year last year was an awesome year when I looked at all the highlights we did a lot and we did a lot for the community we gave tons of toys and gifts and food and things away amen and we were able to really be a light in the darkness as much as we possibly could under a pandemic in new york city i gotta add that new york part because it seemed like we get it different from everybody else 
Everybody is amen. Hallelujah. But God is with us. And so I want to thank everyone who sold. You allowed us to redo our building so that we can uh, be very effective on the circumstance like this to bring the gospel to you. You allowed us to do all of the wonderful things we did this year. And in this coming year, we want to do more. And the more you allow God to use you to be generous to us is the more we can do. Every time I come on here, you always hear me say we're believing for bigger space. And we believe God is going to supply that. And he's going to supply it through your wonderful giving and generosity. So if you're watching today and you don't have a church that you tithe to, would you consider tithing to us? A tithe is a tenth. Amen. And if you're watching today from wherever and you've got another church, but or you, you know, you, you just were blessed by what, what touched your heart today, why don't you consider helping us to keep this going? Amen. And give to our ministry today. We never tell you what to give. Uh, and all the ways that you can give are on your screen. Cash App Church City USA or Zell at Church City USA at gmail.com or just go to our website. Those are the ways that you can sow. Amen. You can never outgive to the kingdom of God. And the church of Jesus Christ is always a frontline worker, is always an essential worker. We're always doing the work of the Lord, and people need their church. Amen. And I thank God for you and all that, uh, all of you that have sown, and you haven't, you've really considered the church, you've considered the things of God, and you said, uh, uh, in all that I gather this year, I'm going to make sure a portion goes to the Lord. We thank you for that. Amen. I'm going to pray over you today, and I'm going to ask the Lord to bless you and keep you during this week, and I'll see you tomorrow night online. Our first night, we're going to have communion. So I want you to come on as we do communion together on Zoom, all right? Uh, Thank you for watching today. Like and subscribe. Let's pray together. Father, I bless your name for this broadcast and I bless your name for the people of God that have tuned in and the volunteers here today. And as we leave this place and leave this program, but never your presence, may you go before us blessing and keeping and protecting and watching over us. And whatever we might face this week, let us remember that you are for us. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you for everyone that sowed and will continue to sow and bless everything they've sown into church city. Use it to continue to grow this church. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we got a saying that we usually say. Amen. And so we want to leave you all with that. In the midst of crisis, we are focused on who Christ is. God bless you, Church City USA.